You are listening to the Daily Talks podcast where my mom, Deli, empowers parents like you with parenting tips. My mom's mission is to help parents make their child raising experience easier and more enjoyable by sharing valuable lessons to save them unnecessary struggles. The Daily Talks podcast is for any person already parenting or planning on parenting a child. Each week you'll hear different experts talk with my mom about important aspects of parenting, self-care, and of course her specialized area of bullying awareness and prevention. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, go ahead and do so now wherever you may be listening. And don't forget to set up your alerts so that you don't miss any episodes. Let's get started. Jessica, thank you so much for making time to come on to my podcast again. How are you doing today? Well, how about yourself? I'm excited. I'm excited to hear about what you're doing and uh, to learn more about how we can support you. So give us a little bit of background about who you are, maybe even go back to like childhood and and maybe give us a little reflection of something you might have done during your childhood that today you see as that was a building block for what you're doing now. Yes, so um, I was a creative little girl and um I just remember always drawing the pictures I was a little girl that drew the um pictures so it could be like little ponies and you know that ran my little pony I was always drawing my little pictures I even made a book series um at the age of um 10 or 11 called Sweet Little Pony something in my mind back then told me don't copy the title My Little Pony call it Sweet Little Ponies (laughs) and I just um painted uh or just um drew and colored in those pictures and book, had those booklets and stapled them together and put yarn on the binding to make the binding look cute and unique and everything <laughs> like that but that was the type of little girl I was just always creative um always wanted to try something new and then I had the um, support of my own family my mom and dad really great and then later on my stepdad came along also very great in um, promoting that creativity and so um it was the, uh, there was a kind of a block that I had for some years when I went into school and I have four degrees. I have two English degrees and then I have two degrees in speech language pathology, um, each a bachelor's and a master's. And so during that time period, I was told often by instructors, oh, you can't be creative like this in your work. You can't be creative like that in that work. You can't do that. So for a while, that creativity went dead for um, a minute. And then I would say back in, um, you know, about five years ago, I started getting this little spark again. And then I would say by the time I finished my last grad program in um, December 2019, after that, it's like it blew up, uh, which is you see now in the, the, the way you see the reels that I do today. I started off with TikTok in um, 2020, and then I moved on into reels, and it just has exploded um, how how well, how good I've gotten at them and how creative I've been with those, those reels. Yeah, you know, you certainly have, because when I met you, I don't even know how long we've been following each other now, but I want to say it's like two or three years, and I can, I remember, you know, how you started and what you're doing now. And I've always seen that little bit of creativity, but I'm seeing that you're just letting it blossom even more now. And it's really cool. So let's uh, tell your audience uh, what it is that you do exactly. Like, who do you work with? Yeah, so I work with pretty much their students and they can be as young as six and then they all throughout adulthood because I've worked with returning college students before. And I focus on tutoring in the areas of English, reading, math, other two calculus as well as ACT, SAT, GRE, GED, ASVAB, and Praxis Prep. And I also offer exam prep coaching services for those test takers who find themselves to be pretty anxious when it comes to the exam prep process as well as walking in on exam day and taking that exam. So I help all of those individuals in that arena. So what age range do you help? Yes, it, um, six years old, 
through adults. So I think my last client that I had, who she was returning to school, I want to say she was her 50. She was one of those ones that never told her age, but I kind of gauged that she was like somewhere in the 50-ish range. So it could be older than that even. Um, so anyone in that range of six and older, um, you know, as long as you have something that you need assistance with, um, you know, academically and in the areas I just named, then I'm, I'm your girl. I love that. So then you said six year old. So if my child is having problems with like, say math, maybe they're being challenged and I, because I'm not very good at explaining math concepts, um, then I can call you and get some tutoring lessons for her. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. Um, that I have a way of breaking the content down so that it is manageable for that client, um, no matter the age. And so I always gauge like, okay, you know, first by doing miniature assessments in the beginning to see how well they perform um, whatever they've been working on in school. And then from that, I judge like, okay, this, this child or this adult needs this level of assistance. And this is how I'm going to break it down for that individual. Mm, I love that. And, and so through your assessment, do you not just see how much help they're going to need, but maybe what type of tactic to um, implement while teaching that person? Yes, I would say with um, each person, there's some experimentation, you know, for instance, you know, one thing that might have worked well with one person might not work as well as another person. So um, after I've tried this particular method or tactic with an individual, and I noticed it could be tweaked some to better accommodate that individual, I'm totally willing to do that so I can better service that client. Yeah, that's important to me because I was that student that had challenges specifically with math and some of, some of the sciences. So um, I, I realized now that the style of how it was being taught to me was the problem. It wasn't that I, I wasn't able to learn it. And I, I asked that question because in case parents are, are listening, you know, um, and they're concerned about their child's morale around that topic, you know, um, that's really important to know that you as a tutor can adjust to their style and not just use your style or force it onto them because that can deter some students and, and they, they would probably just stop working with you eventually, right? Um, so what about with adults? When you have clients that wanna take say the SAT or GRE, um, what are some of the things that you ask of them to have before they come to you? Yes, I definitely want to know prior exam scores because that tells me a lot. If they can give me those score reports with a breakdown, uh, for instance, um, the GRE has verbal and that's a lot of vocabulary and reading comprehension. And then the quantitative section, um, that's math. So if they can give me those score reports with that breakdown, I have a better idea of strengths and weaknesses. And then that helps me to help that client make a plan for how we can best tackle um, what we need to focus on for their exam. Okay, so would you be able to do that for teens? Because, you know, there's, I think it's seventh grade now, uh, where they start taking the SAT. So if a parent would be able to give you that report, then you'd be able to do the same thing for the student? 
Yes, exactly. Um, actually, I have um, more experience with working with those younger um, groups of individuals, you know, SAT, ACT, and taking their score, of course, and looking at it and determining, you know, strengths and weaknesses and creating a plan off of that than I do with um, the GRE. So um, it's, it's been great being able to sit down with that student after I looked at their report and telling them, hey, okay, I noticed you have strengths here and, and there's some weaknesses here. Let's try to focus more on these particular areas of weakness so that we can build it up over the time and then we'll kind of brush up on those areas of stress just so you can get a little refresher yeah okay so i have another question i'm going to sound so dumb because i should know this but i don't my my college uh track was super different than most people um i uh went into the military did some classes without knowing what the heck i was doing um <laughs> had a ton of credits but when i um i i got out of the military after 10 years I had no degree, so I had to start from scratch and that's where I learned how to like navigate the whole thing. But I never had to take the SAT and I hear these terms, you know, like I know what the SAT is. I know that it's to help assess, I guess, um, where the student is uh, and it's used for college entrance acceptances, right? And then the GRE is usually for masters or PhD programs, correct? That is correct, okay. exactly right. So what is an ACT. The that's another SAT, and I noticed um kind of regionally it's interesting the variation. I noticed throughout the country, um, students have a choice where they could take either or. But it seems like what I've noticed is schools a lot more schools in the north they primarily accept the SAT, whereas a lot of schools in the south primarily accept the ACT. Um, and in some states. There's a mixture, there's a blend. And so I found that to be very interesting, just actually in the uh, most recent years that that difference was there. Because um, I remember I've actually tutored some students throughout the country. I remember um, recently one woman, young woman, um, she was in Connecticut and she had to take the SAT. Whereas anybody I've tutored out here in Alabama, they're nine times out of 10 preparing for the ACT. So what's the difference between the two exams? Are they pretty similar or is one well, easier than the other? The SAT has two sections, and so there's more so your verbal section than your quantitative section, and so you you have that, and it's it's interesting because the ACT has like a specific defined English reading, math, science. I find it very interesting that the science in the SAT shows up, but it shows up in their um, verbal reading section. So I find it very interesting. Um, and they put it, you know, for instance, the charts that you will see, in, charts and graphs you would see in the science section of the ACT. Um, you'll see it in the reading comprehension section. So I'm assuming there, one of the goals they have is for you to know how to read a chart in addition to know how to read paragraphs for comprehension. And so that that is a huge difference I noticed there. And the SAT, I've actually heard from students and that I've um, just kind of looked that them and chatted with them and asked which one when you've looked at both seems harder and you know I've been told many times that the SAT seemed harder than the ACT and I thought that was quite interesting and um yeah that there's primarily that aspect both have essays to them okay. and yes so both have essays it's just kind of like the science kind of put in that reading section there and you just have those very two distinct scores um, that determine basically I say your fate um, for the SAT versus you have four scores within one test that determines the fate in the ACT. Okay, wow. Okay, good to know. I had no idea that they were pretty much the same thing used for the same purpose. 
So, okay, we've spoken about the SATs, ACT, and the GRE. The other ones that you mentioned, I believe, was did you mention as um, ASVAB? ASVAB, yeah, you should know about ASVAB because you've been oh, military. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. I hated it. <laughs> that test is so long, <laughs> so many sections. Yeah, yes. so tell us a little bit about that one. Yeah, so the ASVAB, um, this one, I primarily, when I've worked with students, they've come to me specifically for, you know, the vocabulary aspects of it and that um, the math aspects of it. They really haven't come to me for the other areas, though I know there's science, and then there's other areas like mechanical, and all those, you know, Dolly, you know, so, um, and, um, but they've come to me primarily for those. And so I find that it's very interesting with the math versus, for instance, I'm going to compare the ACT. Um, they don't like you to use calculators. Oh, they ask that. You know, you don't use that. You get the option on those other standardized exams. You don't get that option here on the ASVAB. You have to do that number, all that work on paper. And, um, you know, for instance, one of the things I thought was most complicated is when they wanted you to use pi, you know, that's that long formula, that long number, 3.14, blah, 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 you know, goes on forever. Um, even if you have to multiply something out with pi in there, you can not use a calculator. You have to put that thing down on paper and multiply that out. I thought that was very interesting and different. Um, so it seems like you have it a bit harder with the ASVAB than you do with the ACT is what I noticed. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I didn't know that the ASVAB was the only one that didn't allow calculators because, you know, I took it without the calculator. So I thought, I guess all tests are like that too for college. Or oh whatever. no! Yeah. I noticed wow. that difference immediately when I started tutoring them. I'm like, oh my goodness, no calculators. Yeah, no wonder because I remember uh, there was at one point the stigma that uh, people with less education or lower IQ would easily get into the military, but that's actually not true. You you've got to score really well, pretty well to especially if you want those better jobs. Okay, so let's move on to. Um, the um, mistakes or misconceptions that people have when they work with you, especially when they come to get some help for these tests, because these tests are pretty intense sometimes for people. So what are those things that their people are not doing or that uh, maybe even some false expectations that they might have when they work with a tutor? Oh my goodness. One, one of the biggest ones that I've seen is waiting to the last minute to study. I've had people come into me a week or two weeks before their exam and say, yes, I need some tutoring assistance. And I'm thinking, I mean, I'm thinking, I'm not saying it to them. There's no way in the world you're going to get the score that you wanted to get because you waited too late to um, get help for that. Like that's one of those tests, like you just said a moment ago, it's, it's a, it is intense. These are not tests that you wait till that, like, uh, I wouldn't even say waiting within a month of it to study. No. I'm recommending at least three months out. So you need to be able to give yourself enough time to study. Some people have this assumption like, oh, you know, I, I can study for two weeks and, you know, come out decent. Like, no, because you have to also account for testing anxiety, which is, is something that plagues a multitude of students. It does not matter if you're um, a child or an adult. Testing anxiety affects a multitude of people. So you have to take that into account too. And you don't want to, um, you know, take that chance of bombing your exam because you did not adequately prepare months out as opposed to just a couple of weeks out. So that's definitely one of them. Um, another one is um, not allow yourself to have a consistent schedule. 
um, when you're studying. You need to allow yourself that consistency because we all have busy lives. And, you know, I know some people, they take, they, you know, they don't really think about the younger people having, having busy schedules. And, you know, for instance, I know you have daughters. I'm, I'm sorry, they're in, involved in some things with school and extracurriculars. They have schedules, you know, they're in a time in their life, they do have schedules. So it, at that time of life, it's also, it can be kind of tricky to, you know, manage that and, you know, manage the extracurriculars along with your academics for different students. And so you have to consider that, but also it's very important for adults to keep that in mind for themselves too, because it's, you have more responsibility as an adult versus when you're a young person, a child. And so you need to sit down one day and just set up a schedule for yourself, something that's very consistent because consistent practice makes a huge difference at the end of the day versus if you do something Monday, like, oh, I'm gonna do something five o'clock Monday and then, you know, it's randomly 7 p.m. Friday or Thursday, and, you, and then you start over the next week is Tuesday. That makes no sense, you know, like when are you consistently practicing? Uh, uh, give yourself a, a certain allotted amount of time every time and keep practicing every single time. Yeah. Then um, um, I would say another misconception is um, that I guess they they just wanted they want to do tutoring and they wanted to come off at that tutoring session like oh yes I'm ready to take this test tomorrow like this tutor told me what I need to do I'm gonna be able to go to take it tomorrow and I'm just gonna get all this stuff right and I'm gonna get the best score like people the work is on you it's kind of like the doctor I, I love to use the doctor analogy you go to the doctor you know maybe you've been dealing with some health issues and it's all related to what you're eating so then your doctor tells you well you know you're not eating well and you probably you know some people they're not exercising either you're not exercising you're not eating well I recommend you go and start exercising more and do it consistently and I need you to start adding these types of foods into your diet and removing these other foods out your diet but then you go on home and you sometimes you eat well sometimes you exercise and then you know next thing you know you're dealing with another health crisis and then you go back to the doctor and the doctor's like well then did you follow my recommendations? And you're like, no, why did it? But you're still acting like you should get a good result. The same thing is the case here. You can't go to the tutor and get that help. The tutor's recommending what you should do on your end when you're away from the tutor and then expect, oh, I'm just going to get this great result. So yeah, those are my big ones. Those are great tips. Um, and I see, I was, I did make that one mistake where I waited till the last minute to get help. And then I was like, wait, I should get a good grade, right? But then of course, deep inside, I knew, I knew I was like, no, I should have just waited, you know, or I should have just started months ago instead of, you know, last minute. So I've seen that people are using tools like Quizlet and some other apps uh, to study. Um, what are some, uh, what are some, I guess, pros and cons of using those that you've seen, um, you know, that from students? Um, let's see, I'm thinking about a few. Well, I, I love the pros, like for instance, I'm going to use Quizlet because I'm most familiar with Quizlet. Um, I love that Quizlet, um, and I don't know when they started doing this um, in recent years, when they added games. Um, to to the their website and I'm like oh my goodness you can put your terms in that you're studying and whatnot and then you can go play a game with it and the game could actually be pretty interesting it's not something that's boring you know it's like oh my gosh I'm bored out of my mind I want to quit but it's something that it keeps you engaged and you know as we all know the more we do something the longer we're participating in something um, the more familiar that we come 
um, that we become with whatever we're dealing with, whatever that content is, um, whatever we're being exposed to, we become more familiar um, the more we are exposed. So I love that Quizlet added that aspect to their, um, their website. Um, and also there's even like a matching game. I always, I, for me growing up, I always loved the matching game. Like you just see like, where, where could the other match be? And it's just, I don't know, it keeps my mind moving. So I'm certain some other people have found it to be um, added to an advantage as well. Um, I think maybe some cons some people may have is, uh, like I said before with the tutoring, they might think, oh, I can do one run with this or two runs with this, and then I'm just going to have it all. Like, no, people, those apps are set up to be easier for you and whatnot, but it's not set up to do the work for you. You, know, you still have to take the time and effort to regularly use them. I mean, consider that your time that when you're at home, like, for instance, if you were using a tutor and you had to leave and go home, you still have to use that time to study and the same with those apps you still have to use that time to adequately use them um, schedule them into your time give yourself enough time within each session that you have with them um, I think some people make that assumption that you know I can just use this this because it was made for my convenience it's going to help me automatically get a great test score yeah, I, and I can see how some people might say, oh, well, I'll just go with the app instead of a tutor, but I see the benefit of the tutor is that you actually explain everything and um, you can uh, teach them how to also target other challenges, challenges that they might be having because you're also observing at the same time. And I, I just want to mention that because so many people think, well, I'll just do the app. I'll be good to go. And then they ask themselves, well, why did I do so bad? Although I spent months or hours and hours studying on this. So when people come to you, what are, um, can you give us an idea of the results that you've seen? Like maybe there's a margin, like maybe they go up so many points or, you know, can you tell us anything about that? Yes. So um, Assuming that they do the work, they can actually go up noticeably. I still remember one client I had a few years ago. I think it was about, I want to say at this point, it's been five, six years ago. Um, he should be graduated college now. I can't believe it now when I speak with some of these students. But he was a senior high school at this time. He played um, both baseball and football. And I remember the time that he started working with me, he had taken his A. ACT about three times and he was around the same score. It was like in the teens. Now on the ACT, an average score is around, I think I want to say about 22, 23. And the highest score you can make is a 36. Well, he needed to um, have approval for a scholarship by the NCAA, you know, that's the uh, sports association for colleges. And they say you need a score of, um, I believe it was a 21, I want to say. And so he was all the way down, like he was making 16, 17, 18. And he was just exhausted and tired. He was at that point now, like, I'm willing to do whatever I need so I can get, you know, this done and get the score I need so I can get that scholarship. And so we worked together and I let him know during each session, this is what you need to do. So apparently he went home and did that because uh, he even scored higher, like by, I think, a point higher than what was required. After all those times before of testing and getting around the same range that was off from what the requirement was, he jumped up. And I think they wanted a 21. He got a 22. So for the first time, he came out the team's um, scoring um, area, which I was so proud of when, he, um, when I learned of that result for him. And then also recently, another student I had who did take his time and put in his work. This was an older one. He was actually already graduated from college and was preparing to go into 
graduate school for physical therapy. And this is an actual doctoral program, doctoral level program. So I'm like, oh my goodness. Um, so when he he prepared for the, he was preparing for the GRE, which is the graduate records examination. And so he took my advice. We worked together with each other over time. And then he went home also, even though he had a full-time job, he had to work, he took the time. And so after so long with our sessions, he came back to me, he took it two more times and he a total um, of 15 points increase wow. from his original test score from the time I originally worked with him. And he went from a range that a university would have never considered, his score was one a university would have never considered to a score now it was within a range um, that they would now consider. Oh, that's amazing. See, that that's what's so important about um, working with somebody who knows how to help you. And, and that's the advantage too, right? It's not like on an app, yeah, you can go through the questions and see the answers, but there's nobody you can ask questions and that can break it down. Um, so you've been working with all of these individuals. Do you work with organizations like at schools or anything like that too? Well, I'm actually working on getting in with some schools. Um, I did recently um, get a contract with an organization where um, it is a nonprofit and it's a small school right now that's just growing and growing and growing. So we're doing um, ACT prep workshops and I'm calling the exam prepping, um, um, the, I'm sorry, the real fun exam prepping workshop series. So real as in R-E-E-L and that's based off of Instagram reels. As we all know, that's something that's become very popular since August, 2020. And so um, I've noticed how young people are very interested in TikTok. They're very interested in reels. And that was one of the reasons that I jumped to TikTok first and eventually spanned it over into reels when I noticed the fascination those young people had with it and then also it could be a great tool for um, students to just learn you know because you know it includes music that they like because the actions that's happening in the videos um, is grabbing their attention I'm thinking why not make a workshop workshop series out of this so I'm bringing in um, you know exam prep with music specifically using the platforms of TikTok and Instagram Reels and also Facebook has Reels now too and bring it all together to help that student achieve their very best. I love that and I've seen those Reels again uh, and they're really fun and uh, I remember the first time that I saw you know uh, the first few I thought wow how creative I wouldn't have thought of using TikTok of all things or or Reels um, in a way like the way that you're doing it. And then I thought, well, how many people would actually do that? But there's actually quite a lot because I showed my daughters and you know, the best people to ask is the teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, oh, you know, they were <laughs> saying, well, yeah, you know, that can be a little corny, but it makes sense. She breaks it down really well. So I thought, okay, if you're if that's your assessment, I'm pretty sure that there's tons of other teens out there that feel the same way. Maybe, they, you know, and everybody's different. Everybody's different. So um, what about, tell us a little bit about how you, because uh, you started for um, your business and, and the name. Let's hear about like, how did you come up with that name? Because it's so unique. I, I had never seen anything like that before. Yes, yes. So um, some years ago, I had, already, I had already been tutoring in all my alma maters. Like I said before, I do have four degrees. I went to three universities um, to earn all of those degrees. 
And so within each of those universities, I did tutor. And so oftentimes it would be like student athletes. And then other times it wouldn't just focus on student athletes. It could be students across the whole university. Um, and so I had a lot of that experience with tutoring. And I remember in 2014, I started off with this market tutoring marketplace company where, you know, tutors can list themselves as independent vendors, independent contractors to, um, you know, start servicing individuals in their area. And that was my first time going out on my own to tutor, even though it wasn't my own business. And so uh, my sister one day, she came to me around that time and she was saying, well, you, you know, you're so good at this, you know, you may want to consider starting your own business just for tutoring because you're really good at it. And I had not really thought of it before and I considered and considered it. And in 2016, um, for the prizes was born, June 2016, it was born. And what brought about the name was that, you know, in that recent time, right before I even started the business, I used to be this sweepstakes and contest like junkie. Like it was just like, I always want to enter into them. There are specific websites actually that, you know, even today that you can find them, they'll show you a listing of different sweepstakes and contests that you can enter into. And I just love like when I could win prizes, you know, a lot of times it's hard to win the bigger prizes, but I always like winning even the smaller prizes. And I noticed the wording. Um, in each of those um, contests, those sweepstakes instructions, and it was said, you know, do this, this, this to win this grand prize of this or other prizes such as blah, blah, blah. And the other prizes will always be smaller and of less value than the grand prize. And when I thought about the business name, I'm thinking, wow, you know, like how about focusing on skills that students don't recognize that they possess you know, they're always trying to look for this grand prize or they may envision themselves in, in the form that they want to be one day, you know, how they, they want people to perceive them, this um, this highly skilled uh, mode. Um, but until they get there, they need to notice all these, they need to pay attention to the things that they don't even see as having much value. And these are what I call their other prizes, their gifts that they don't recognize. And so I titled the made the title for other prizes because the focus is on focusing on those skills so that you know people notice oh I'm not just this person this bump on the log trying to grow to be this big person over here I actually do have a lot of value and gifts in me right now and I don't even notice that I do and like one of the ones examples I love to give is just the enjoyment of music and someone might say what in the world the enjoyment of music anybody can enjoy music okay yes that's true but did you know that you can use that to your benefit to help you to study? For instance, we would pick up a song just like that. If we like it enough times, you know, if we like it enough, we will play it multiple times. Next thing we know, the lyrics are stuck in our head. Science says our brain works based off um, its repetition. We pick up new information off of um, how often we are exposed to things. That's why driving comes easy to us after so many turns. That's why riding a bicycle comes easy to us after so many turns. It's the repetition. Music is no different from that. So yes, your enjoyment of music, music is a gift in itself that you can use and leverage uh, for you to study and um, earn the results that you want to earn, earn that grand prize. So that, that was the story behind the name. I love that because you make a very good point um, that those other prices, while they might not seem as great as that grand price, they're still very, very valuable. And um, they're kind of like the underdogs, <laughs> you know? And I, I love that that's what you, uh, you noticed and, and that you're providing the service because it can be so helpful 
to so many people and also just um, for parents to know that there is some help out there um, by people like you. And um, so my next question is, um, when you're working with parents, uh, do you have a minimum amount of sessions that they re that are required or um, does that depend on, on the individual? Yes, I do have packages that um, they range, you know, the, the smallest package, the minimum, um, that's six sessions, then I have 12 sessions, then I have 18 sessions. Now, I will say for that individual who finds themselves struggling a lot with whatever they're working on, I highly recommend that 18 session package. Um, I would say, for instance, that one student I had who he did his um, GRE and he jumped up 15 points. By the time he had made that 15 point jump, he had worked with me for at least 20 sessions by that time. He actually had more sessions that he had um, worked with me. Um, but by the time he made that jump, he had done at least 20. So just give you a heads up that that's how it looks for, you know, when I'm doing my sessions. So is that 20 sessions, like one per week or how, how do you break those down? It really is based on the need of that particular client. Like, so for instance, the parent is, you know, choosing for their child. They know the strengths and weaknesses of their child. You know, that, that parent can decide, okay, I want to do my sessions twice a week. You know, can we do two a week? And then, or some may say, oh, I just want to spread them out. I want to do one a week. And, you know, so one session is one hour. So however they want to do it, I'm willing to accommodate them in that way until the, the point when their sessions run out. Mm -hmm. Okay. And do you have anything going on right now for people to know about any events or any um, programs? Well, yes, I am um, still offering my tutoring, of course. And so you can reach out to me if you're interested in any of the tutoring services as well as the exam prep coaching services. Um, I approach that with my method that's called PASS, the PASS method, P-A-S-S. -S. And so um, P means positive mindset, because I think a lot of people forget that when we, um, you know, when we jump into test taking, sometimes we think of it as just another thing to scratch off our list. But if you deal with testing anxiety, that's not one of those things you're just going to drop off the list. You, you can't do that. So um, positive mindset is P. Um, a is active schedule. I spoke earlier about having a schedule that you need to follow and be consistent with every single time. Um, S, study with interest. So you're, um, like I said before, we all have different interests. We can, um, you know, those other prizes that we don't consider, you know, it could be sports for some people. And then they can incorporate that into their study and you just never know. And then um, the other one is studying with your skill set. So skills that you already have, um, whatever that may be. Some people, you know, cooking could be a skill that you already have, but believe it or not, you can use that study. So um, I offer that framework when I'm doing my exam prep coaching with my different um, individuals. So if you're interested in that, feel free to reach out to me about that. And in the meantime, you can definitely check out my, um, the, what is it? my exam prep checklist um, at no cost to you. And so I have that available. And also I recently did my exam prepping um, video series, which is still located on my Instagram and Facebook channels, my business channels. And then you can go on there and just look at my videos where I'm giving you a tips about um, the exam prep process. And so you, and pretty much the past method what I just talked about, breaking that down and even telling you about my own experience, um, even all the way going to using music to study and jumping up eight points higher on my own GRE exam. Ooh, that's amazing. And so where can people find the checklist? Yes, so this is going to be, if you want to go to my, my page on Instagram or Facebook, 
it is on my link tree. So you can go straight to linktree.com forward slash for other prizes. That's the direct link if you just want to go to that and it'll open up my link tree. And then you can click on, you'll see the checklist pretty much is at the top and you can grab it that way. Awesome. That's great. Uh, wow. Well, thank you so much, Jessica. You've given us a lot of knowledge and I'm, I'm glad that we talked about what each uh, test is for because some parents might not know or might not understand why maybe their child is asking them for tutoring lessons for that exam. Um, and also thank you for the creativity that you bring. I mean, I know that we spoke about using reels and TikTok music for learning and I've seen you um, use it very, very effectively. And I think we had a conversation the last time uh, that, you know, music can teach you not just, um, you know, uh, like about certain words, but also like the structure and how, you know, sentences are put together. And it's also um, a form of creative writing. So keep that in mind, people, because Jessica really has a good eye for, you know, taking something, she looks at it and dissects it, and then she breaks it down really well and explains it. I know that because I've been watching your videos. And sometimes when you explain that, you're like, oh my gosh, that's right. I'm, I have these aha moments and I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Because sometimes we're very linear. We don't come out of that, right? And um, that's, um, I think one of the uh, valuable things that you have to offer people is that you will think outside of that box. Oh, you know what, before you go, I do have another question because some parents might be wondering this, but do you work with children with special needs? Yes, I do. I am. A, um, actually, my day job, I'm a school speech language pathologist to elementary school kids. And so um, I have a lot of experience working with kids with special needs just because of my job alone. So definitely, yes. There we go, people. <laughs> so reach out to Jessica, linktree.com forward slash for other prices. And Jessica, thank you so much for coming on to the show and having this conversation with me and helping uh, provide this information to the parents. Thank you so much, Dolly, for having me. I really appreciate um, your time. Anytime, thanks. I hope that you enjoyed that conversation. Jessica is so easy to work with and she's very friendly. And I think that you or your child would love to work with her. So remember to check out her website at linktree.com for other prizes. Uh, you can also check out four other prizes on Instagram. If you like this podcast, remember to please like, comment, and share. And if you have some extra time, feel free to leave a review that will really help get this podcast out there to more people. Until next time. Hey, did you like that episode? If you did, be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you may be listening and write a review. If you want more tips or some behind-the-scenes videos, make sure to follow my mom at Dolly Talks on Instagram. You can turn on notifications for her posts and stories as well. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. See you next time.